All right, y'all, welcome to episode 99 of Can't Collar with your boy J. Kill. And your boy Jay Wright. And we bike is up. Mm. Special guest, friend of the show, Brian Tompkins in the building. How you feeling, my boy? Good, man. I'm happy. No, I'm not happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I about to say, we you won. should be. Shit. We won. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Just finished the Texas lost. They did? Um, and I was in Austin wearing my LSU shirt. And so I was like walking around smiling, mm, and they were sad. You should have had a third and seventeen shirt on. Yeah. Hey my, hey my, uh, my Uber driver like right after the, the game. My Uber driver was like, uh, was talking to me about the Texas OU game. And last he knew, Texas had kicked that field goal. No, yeah, Texas had kicked the field goal to, to go up with like a, a minute to go. So he's like, yeah, yeah, Texas won. Tell he wasn't a huge fan. So yeah, Texas mm. won. I said, no, they didn't. He said, really? I said, no. Nah. I said, after that field goal, I said, oh, you had like a minute. They drove down and scored a touchdown. He's like, really? He said, oh, shit. He said, he said, he said, my freaking tip's about to suck tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I said, coming from an LSU fan, dog, I said, I feel you. I said, I feel you. Because I, I, our, our program and our fan base is a very emotional program and fan base. So I feel you, bro. Yeah, but I mean, that game was so early in the day. By the time we get to nighttime, They'll be back going out again. That's all I told them that. They're going to be drunk again. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if anything, his tips will suck because a lot of people went to Dallas. But other than that, mm-hmm. he's going to be all right. Austin going Austin. How was, uh, how was everybody's Austin weekend, week. guys? Man. Look, LSU won. Great. Can't complain, mm-hmm. bro. Can't complain. But I got to give a quick shout out. Can I do this real quick? I got to give a shout-out to my son, Judah. Uh, they had a horrible game two weeks ago, right? And he called me. He was disappointed in their play. And so I'm, like, talking to him, trying to give him encouragement. And I see some paper in the background. I'm like, what's that? He was like, man, I drew up my own plays. And so I'm like, let me look at them. He pulled them up. And these were some legit diagrams. Like, he broke down these plays pretty well. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, you want to run some quick game stuff if you ain't got no good blocking up front. But let me, you know, give you a few tips and everything. And said, uh, you know, show your coach a couple of them. He might put them into the game plan. So, needless to say, the next week, they won. Judas accounted for all the touchdowns. Nice. Uh, he had over 200 yards passing, about 50 yards rushing. And uh, they use some of his plays. And the next step, he, he want to call his own. He want to call his own plays. <laughs> he will be Peyton Manning. Nah, pump now. the brakes. Yeah, pump the brakes, dog. <laughs> Take baby steps, man. Your coach, I don't think your coach David Cutler. So you can't just, you know. Omaha. Yeah. Omaha. So I'm proud of him. I said, that shows some resiliency, bro. Like, you know, to bounce back and have a good game like that, that's what's up. Especially against the team. He said that was the second best team in the district. So. I'm proud of him. Shout out Judah. And, uh, keep it pushing, son. And the commitment. Yeah. And some commitment, too, to his craft, you know? I know. I know. Good he damn well. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to write no plays down for niggas. Nope. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm writing love letter. That's it. Circle <laughs> yes or no. This nigga. <laughs> With some Tevin Campbell already in the back. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, Lord. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. Well, you guys know why we here. LSU mm-hmm. pulls out the victory 49-39 against the Missouri Tigers on the road. Gets us to 3-1 and one in the conference, 4-2 and two on the season. Another ranked win for the Tigers. Nice. Uh, it was uh, started off a little ugly. It felt mm-hmm. like uh, Shades of Old Miss Part 2. Uh, Missouri comes out and drops 15 on our ass in the first quarter. Um, it continues <laughs> in the second quarter. Uh, and it it didn't look well, uh, especially with us getting out to a slow start, relatively, uh, on offense. But uh, second half, Tigers kept chipping away, and next thing you know, defense made a couple of plays, and uh, we get the lead. And our boy, the much maligned Cowboy Collar, uh, capped it off with a pick six. <laughs> and next thing you know, the Tigers are celebrating in Columbia. Uh, Jay Wright, this was a game that you called at the beginning of the season, said it was going to be a loss. 
And I honestly yeah. was about to text you when we was down 21 or whatever. I was like, well, Jay Wright called this one. Matter of fact, you might be able to call some more after this. Cause they looking too hot. But uh, how are you guys feeling uh, after that first half, man? Uh, I mean, we're looking like, you know, how many, how many, it, it's one of them times where you're looking at your schedule trying to figure out how many more wins that you need to, to bowl eligibility. It was one of them, it was one of them halves. You're like, all right, we got Army. <laughs> we got Army. That, that's a dub. That's it. Like that was that was uh, that that was kind of our mindset. Like, dog, we we about to lose another one. We about to be five hundred. Okay, how many wins? You know, do we need? Like, I wasn't I wasn't too positive because you know, like like the the defense last week uh, versus Ole Miss, it never got better. Really, right? Uh, um, so why would I expect it to get better? You know, um, so I didn't have really anything positive. Uh, at that point, the offense was kind of rolling, um, so you, we we knew we'd be able to score. But again, if you can't get get them off the field at any point to kind of catch up, you know, uh, yeah, it was kind of bleak. Jay Wright, what, what were you at with it? I was the same. I was looking at tickets for uh, Shreveport, you know, because that's what we was gonna be. Uh, but yeah, I was especially twenty two to seven. Just looking at that, I was like, "This ain't, this ain't, this ain't hot right now." I knew our offense would eventually get to clicking, like on all cylinders eventually. But I was right. wondering if it'd be too little, too late, especially with Mizzou getting the ball back to start the second half. So mm-hmm. it was, it was almost like a two for one special for them, kind of like you know what you know basketball teams do in the twenty four second shot clock and shit. So I was just, I'm like praying for any kind of defensive resistance so i was feeling bleak feeling down you know uh praying asking god for forgiveness because mm. i don't know what i did to to account for this but i was i was doing everything i could to help them boys out there spiritually so i ain't see it. i ain't see it. boy hit the rick ross what did i do to deserve this <laughs> see low in the background i don't know last night i cried tears of joy what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, for me, I, I lost I lost some confidence very early on. But the thing that gave me a little bit of hope was the two for one at the end. So when we held them to a field goal instead of giving up another touchdown, and it was twenty five seventeen, I was like, "Oh, this feels like a a four and a, a four down stop to me." For the, even though it was a field goal, they scored points. And then when we came out and got the stop on the next drive to start off the third quarter, I was like, well, damn, that's back-to-back. I only gave up three Double points. Oh, yeah. Double up. I have a little something. So yep. that's kind of where I was at. But to y'all's points, I mean, first off, when they when they went for two and got it right off the bat, I was like, I don't like this eight points. Now, that's that's going to yep. be mm-hmm. – we're going to be chasing that one point for a long time. That was and, real uh, cocky of them. It was, it was, and then for BK to to stay steady and just go for the one when we had a chance to tie it, I was like, I see the vision, coach, but also these niggas need to stop. Like, <laughs> so you can keep playing these sevens. <laughs> At some point, we need to stop, dog. And I was like, and I just kept feeling like that one point was gonna bite us, dog. And it 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 got a little iffy in the fourth. We'll get to that point, but um, man. I, I thought the, the Tigers showed some resiliency, man. They they actually showed me a little something because I feel like they quit, especially on defense in the uh, Ole Miss game. Like, I saw mm-hmm. no life. Um, this yeah. game, even though we were losing, I did see some, you know, I'll be doing the body language. I saw the, the sidelines. The boys was talking. I was like, well, yeah. Yeah. at least they talking about some shit because the last game, they was just, they look like they had seen a ghost. Lost. Yep. Yeah, dog. So, uh, I want to <laughs> start with – um. I want to start with Jaden. Obviously, the quarterback is going to get the most love at all times. Not his prettiest game. I don't think this is one that you he's going to win SEC Player of the Week on. But honestly, it was probably was one of his most impressive games to me. MVP a, games. Yeah, from a standpoint yeah. of he didn't have it all clicking. Still went 15 to 21. I mean, that's efficient as hell. But the sure. three touchdowns, uh, the big rushing uh, plays, 
the he took the hit. That's when I really got scared when Nussmeyer came in and we had the fumble and Marlon <laughs> Martinez. I was like, dog, what the how? How are we here? I really looked up and I was Three like point. I was like, how are we at a point where Marlon Martinez is snapping Garrett Nussmeyer and this ball is a dinner at the 50 yard line? Dog, what just happened? Um, but yeah, Jaden, to his credit, he took that shit out. You could tell he was hurt. Even when he scored, he wasn't doing his little yeah, dance. So um for this boy to come back and, and lead us on them drives, man, I thought was, was super impressive. Uh, what'd you guys see out of out of five? That that I like it's like 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 kind of our same shit. Like if you still think if you still at this point, if you still at this point down, like the dude is like more than I know we talked about, yeah, he's the best quarterback on his team, best quarterback in the SEC. Like, he's arguably the best quarterback in the country. Uh, mm. Now, now, now you can order, now you can argue, you know, like there's two different arguments you, you, you can make when you talk about a player. You can talk about projection to the next level, mm-hmm. and you can talk about college quarterback. Mm-hmm. And right now, you look at stats, and if you look at impact, he is outperforming Caleb Williams. He's outperforming Michael Penix at Washington. Like the dude is like doing it. Like like P- Penix throws for all these yards at, at at Washington, but he's not doing it on uh on the ground as well and as efficiently and as big as Jaden is is doing. Uh, Jaden does not turn the ball over. Uh, his deep ball right now is just masterful. Uh, I think it was. You said on the, the the touchdown that post route to Brian Thomas, like like as soon as you you saw him plant that back foot, bro, like you all you knew, like because he's so confident, dog. Like he's he 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 did his steps, planted his foot, released the ball, didn't think about it, and dropped that hole in there. So like man, mm-hmm. he's he is playing like the best quarterback in the country right now, and he's so he's so confident, man. Like every throw he 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 makes, there's zero doubt in the throws that, that he makes or any decision that he makes right now on that field. Yeah. yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that he is and should be the front runner for the Heisman. There's been quarterbacks before that have won the Heisman with three losses. Tim Tebow. RG3. The nigga called the game. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So okay. this is, this is what stands out to me. Everybody talks about like like B said. Everybody talks about Caleb Williams, but right now Jaden is outperforming. Jaden has two thousand three hundred ninety-one total yards, one thousand nine sixty-nine passing yards, nineteen passing touchdowns, four hundred forty-two rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns. Compared to my boy, did Caleb, some research. Yeah, mm-hmm. Caleb got one thousand nine hundred forty-six total yards, one thousand eight hundred twenty-two passing yards, twenty-two passing touchdowns. 124 rushing yards, six rushing touchdowns. The difference, the biggest difference is, even though Caleb has a couple more touchdowns, the strength of schedule. So far, Jaden has gone against the third strength of schedule in the country, which means there's defenses mixed in there that are pretty damn good, especially Florida State. Yep. You know, and I would say Mizzou is only giving up 77 yards a game rushing. Correct. For him to slice their ass up and like that, that ain't no small feat. Caleb Williams is going against the 68th strength of schedule. So he the got competition to go against uh, Prime's defense. Yeah. So it's, it's just, I feel as though right now, Jaden is clicking on a level that no one else is clicking on. And that gives me the utmost confidence in the offense every time we take the field. It feels eerily similar to 2019 when Joe was out there. And so I think he should win the Heisman so far. Now, you know, we still got a lot left to play in the season, mm-hmm. but up to this point, he's the best quarterback in the country. And I think draft prospect-wise, I would because of the measurables, he's not going to be top of the draft, top 10, top five pick. But if I were the Baltimore Ravens hmm. and I said, I'm running this system and this scheme and Lamar ain't always here, I'm drafting Jaden Daniels in the second round, straight up. Mm. You think he would last in the second round? The way these these teams is rolling the dice on quarterbacks. There's so many quarterbacks. This is the quarterback. This is the most quarterback heavy draft since '84, and it's even deeper than '84. So, really, I mean, I know numbers wise, but do you think any of the the top guys reach the top guys of that draft? Yeah, 
I think Caleb is a franchise guy. I think Drake May is a franchise guy. Mm. I think Penix might be a potential franchise guy. You got if Cam Rising wants to come out, somebody's gonna take a fly on him. If he wants to. Jador, if he wants to come out, there's there's hella quarterbacks available. More like at least 12. I could, if I do some more research, I could come up with about eight to 12 names, which would be high draft picks. What about the boy in Norman? Yeah, Dylan yeah. Gray, yeah, bro. I think he, yeah, you think Quint so? Ewers, Quint I Ewers. Think he could be it. Yeah, Quint, team would yeah. love, to, yeah, my, man, my fucking Raiders would draft Quint Ewers and I'd be pissed, mm. but they would take him because of the because of the arm strength and uh and the mystique behind him. Like the dude dude has like a almost like a folklore type of reputation. So those cats, when you got that many cats available, it, it, it kind of hurts to be Jaden right now. Cause measurables wise, he probably won't match up to them when it comes to height and weight. Cause he's skinny, they're gonna be like, oh he's gonna get broke up. But dude is a baller. He's a straight up baller. And if I was a Baltimore Ravens, I'd be like, hey, keep tabs on him. Don't let nobody else, you know, sneak up and draft him. We're going to put him in the second round, play that second round sure. money, just in case Lamar starts fucking up. We got another one. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, if you're going to build an offense around Lamar, you got to have backups that can, you know, plug and play. Do something similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I I I can't speak enough about this dude. I'm 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 a five fan. Like I'm I might I might think I'm gonna have to give me a a Jordan a Jaden jersey, bro, because I don't really don't uh I'm not a big quarterback jersey guy. I I like to mm-hmm. get, you know, the guys on the perimeter and you know, guys like that, but this dude is just so fun to watch. Like I love mm-hmm. Joe. Joe was, was obviously all time great and I love his swag, but something about Jaden is just fun to watch him play football, bro. It, it's sometimes, yep. even when it's off schedule and it looks a little crazy, it, I still feel like he going to pull something out of his ass, dog. And yeah. case in point was, you know, that last drive when we just marched down the field and went like four plays. And this guy's just getting muff fumbles and still picking them up and making plays. He out there knowing he probably need to cover the ribs up and he's still like, fuck it, I'm going for it. And it- in his zone, bro. He he was in his zone. I mean, I didn't know he had 130 uh, rushing yards, man. Until I looked yes. it up today, I was like, "Damn, it was that many." But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah dog. Speaking yes. of rushing yards, shout out my boy Logan Diggs. Uh, yes. 24 carries for 134 yards and a touchdown. Uh, my guy is just slowly becoming like one of the most uh consistent players on this team, man. Like. Obviously, Malik and BTJ get a lot of love. I'm I'm a three quarters fan as well, but mm-hmm. I I think the 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 coordinators, Den Brock and and Kelly, have, have realized like we have an advantage here that a lot of teams in the SEC just don't have. Like, there's not a lot of dynamic running backs, and I think it's safe to say we have one of those guys. Yep. Yeah. Hey, can yeah. we also uh a point that I had highlighted that's kind of to your point and to what we were talking about earlier is. I don't think we talked about the uh, the offensive line enough. Mm, uh, let's do it because we do got it. all these things going on. We got all these things going on with 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 with, with the offense and the offense is is, is clicking and Jaden's getting time to, to do certain things and Diggs is getting you know six seven yards of a pop. Like the offensive line is doing like a good job, you know. Um, and we talked like earlier on in the season how this group was the, one of the few groups that had played so many games together already. Um, And so it's not necessarily a surprise that they are uh, playing as good as they are, but like, I think that they get lost in the shuffle with the success of all the shit that's going on outside of them, you know? Uh, But yeah, man, our our offensive line has been doing a real good job keeping Jaden clean, opening up holes, getting to the next level. Uh, So yeah, man, I've, I've tried to, find something that they haven't been doing right. I mean, they'll get, you know, an occasional penalty or something, but on the road, you kind of want to expect that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because of crowd noise and and, 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 and those sorts of things. But man, like, like the offensive line is playing at a level that I expected them to play going into this season. Not so fast, my friend, because we gave them their flowers before the Ole Miss preview. But you're right. They clicking. They clicking. And we played three centers in this game. 
Your boy went out, Charles Turner. You put oh. Martinez. Martinez started tripping. DJ Chester checked into the game and gave us solid snaps at center, which says a yeah. lot considering that the offseason report was that he wasn't up to snuff yet as a true freshman. Like they yeah. had to work him in. And by the time fall camp was over, they like, he might be in the too deep eventually. But for him to come in at center, the biggest frame as he has, and for us to not have any crazy T-Bob versus Tennessee snaps <laughs> is saying a lot about Brad Davis and his development. So, I, like you said, be kudos to the offensive line. For us to put up that many yards against Mizzou, which was only giving up 70, I'll say it again, 77 yards a game was what they were giving up rushing. We had two 100-yard rushes. And Mm. Shout out to them, Brock, too, because that's a perfect game plan. When you have a horrible-ass defense, you need to take the air out of them. You need to run the ball. And he stuck with it. Even though we were down 22-7, to he kept running the ball. Stick with it. It's like Novocaine. Yeah. So it's it's chef's kiss. Hey, man. It was funny because, you know, I don't consider myself any type of football savant of any means, but – I even seen it early on. I text y'all. I was like, damn, this boy Denbrock is smart. He's sucking the soul out this game, man, because he knows mm-hmm. if them mm-hmm. boys got to play 90 plays on defense, oh, it's going to be it's gonna be a problem. It's going to get it nasty. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah, it's be a long night. <laughs> it was very strategic how he did it, man. I know he said 28 was kind of like the threshold. I mean, 39. That's improvement. Yeah, Thirty-eight, you know, yeah. twenty-nine. Yeah. If you squint, if you squint yeah. at thirty-nine, it kind of like it looks like a twenty-eight. <laughs> like a twenty-eight. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they not, they not twenties. They tens, but they look like twenties. Yeah, man, you know, yeah. I keep them clean. Keep them real hey, clean. Real talk though, is now I view it as a race to forty-nine. Whoever can get to forty-nine first is gonna win the game. Our offense is averaging forty about 45, 46 points. Yeah, crazy. And then. I tell you to another point about because I've been looking at the stats, bro. We gave we let Ole Miss run eighty-eight plays. Mizzou ran sixty-eight. Them extra twenty plays is is gone. You know what I mean? That's that's another that's twenty plays your defense is not exposed to giving up a big play. Well, so, especially anybody over the weight of like two fifty, they don't need to be playing that many plays, dog. So nah, you know, know the the know. skill guys they can run all day, like you know. I mean, had that Travis Hunter conversation, but them big boys, man, they can't be out there running on 90 plays. Y'all. You, you gonna get beat. Again. Yeah, you gonna mm-hmm. get beat. Uh yep. speaking of uh the offensive line, I, I think one thing about this offensive line that I realized that they were so good is that I actually get I get more upset when they make mistakes because I, I feel like they should do better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all better than that. Like when like Will <laughs> Campbell's had two nasty penalties uh the past two weeks. And I'm just sitting there like, damn, I expect a lot more out of you, bro. But I don't normally expect shit from offensive linemen. So mm-hmm. for me to even have them expectations just lets me know, like, damn, these guys are good. Like, because normally you don't realize you have a bad offensive line or you don't realize how good your offensive line is until you have a bad one. And right now we really don't That's talk true. about offensive line, similar to kickers. Um, and while we're here, I want to talk about Damian Ramos real quick. Like another solid ass player that we have on our team, like not going to win no Lou Groza award. Nope. Uh, doesn't have the strongest leg, but it's super consistent. Uh, he only he missed one this past weekend, which is debatable. We still don't know if he actually missed it or not. <laughs> uh, but five for five on extra points. I mean, he hit that big one, that 48 yarder when it was getting bleak. Uh, we needed them three points bad in that first half. So kind of sell it in. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I just want to give him a little love while we here. Um, and a little Jay Brambrick love because he, he he fucked up on one of them punts. But that that, that last punt. We needed that. that one. Down we needed yep. that bitch bad. Yep. Um, that's what you want, man. You want, you want, you know, you, you don't expect perfection, but when I need you, I need you to go make a play, you know, yeah. and and that's how you keep players, you know, engaged, and that's how you keep the team, you know, up. You know, Speaking of Rihanna, when I, need when I, when I needed you, uh, Major Uh-oh. Burns, uh, when we need him the most. <laughs> Oh, he man. came up with a big play. Oh, uh, I I disagree with Robert Griffin the third that he saved our season because, like I told Jay right earlier, he's probably the reason why our season needed saving. But <laughs> <I know. laughs> but <Save me. laughs> 
<laughs> I will not. Only, only I will not discredit this man. Hey. Not only was it wasn't a gimme pick, like you could tell, he actually made a read and broke on that ball. Yeah, that did. wasn't just gifted to him. So I have he to did. give the young man his, his flowers. You could tell a lot of emotion came out of him when he scored that touchdown. Like he he knew people was talking about him, and he he knew it was deserve it. And uh, hey man, round of applause. You're not Me. getting no Ruben Stutter music today, but round of applause. No. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, hey hey, but you know who 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 actually does d- deserve a round of applause and also not any n- no apologies, but house man, mm. like how like like our defense only like if you look at, at the scoring, they only scored 14 points after halftime. Yes, and that was one of my that was one of my things about Matt House that I liked last year. Uh, whenever he would, whenever the the defense looked bad in the first half. They didn't look bad after halftime. So my my thing with him was because I, I didn't really know much about him before coming coming in into LSU, like as a defensive coordinator, like you know your schemes and stuff. But I learned throughout last year that I was like, man, this dude does a really good job of making adjustments at halftime. Uh, because if there's like a faucet that has a leak in it, he grab his fucking wrench and tighten that, that, that hole and put a little JB weld around the thing and uh, he tightened shit up. But we hadn't seen that. Mm-hmm. much this year uh we kind of mm-hmm. saw it in Grambling a little bit like we kind of saw it a little bit in games but like not to the point of the Missouri game because we couldn't stop their offense in the first half uh mm-hmm. and uh and they were still getting plays off after the half but they weren't converting those plays like we were getting off the field and a few articles that I saw leading up to this game was how bad our third down defense was so yeah you can do what you want on first down you can do what you want on second down it could be third and 12 and we would still allow players to you know find holes and and, and pick up first down so it kind of gets rid of all that shit you did on first down mm-hmm. and second down uh but he was able to get players in the right positions uh get pressure on the quarterback uh in instances to where we were able to get off the the, the field you know uh, a good bit, which allowed the offense to do what the hell the, the offense do. So yeah, man, I kind of gained a, a little bit more confidence in him this week because that Missouri offense is better than I think the casual fan probably thought going into that game yeah. that so, they were. I know what adjustment was made. What was that? I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna I'm put I'm gonna peep you out of the game. So it all their offense hinges upon Luther Burden. Luther, Luther Burden is him. Capital H, mm-hmm. capital I, capital M. Hold on, real quick. We didn't do a a preview episode. I just wanted to point yeah. out we don't make a lot of Luthers no more these days. And the fact that yeah. there's a mm-hmm. Luther that is cold at football, I gotta give mm-hmm. appreciation to that. Go ahead. Jay. He was yeah. a burden on us. Yes. <laughs> burden. Play, leave your burden. burdens at the altar. Yes. At the altar. <laughs> and, and, and it it holds true to the fact that he was the number one ranked recruit at receiver in his class. Dude is a beast, right? First half, we let him line up in the slot and we manned him up. Sometimes you would see Perkins lined up opposite against him. Yep. Which, as an offensive play call, you're like, oh, this is easy money. Easy money. Mm-hmm. Right? First half, I think he had nine touches. Second half, Matt House and them boys go into halftime. They say, we can't do this shit no more. We're going to change some things up. They did a shift and a drop where it basically became a bracket coverage on the slot. And so now you have him underneath with a with a linebacker, which you did see Harold get a pick before halftime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you have a safety over the top, and then you still may have somebody trail him. So after that adjustment was made, he only got three more touches. He had the little fly sweep where he fell, and then they tried to get him the ball on a couple more passes, but he was negated out of the game plan. So now they had to go to their other options, which weren't as talented. Theo Weiss is nice. He cool. Not bad. Not, not bad. Yeah. Uh, White Boy Schrader is cool, but he's not Luther Burton. Mm-hmm. The tight end they got is garbage, garbage pale poo-poo. He had about five <laughs> drops in the second half. Right, because, North Fleet. Yeah, I mean, dude was wide open, bro. Like, Wide open, easy first down pickups, and he dropped maybe three or four of them. So it's not Brady's fault. It's not Brady's fault. <laughs> <laughs> he can't throw and catch. So <laughs> that adjustment, I think, changed everything. It took the win out of their sales. Like they were still, like you said, they scored 14 points after the half. 
they weren't clicking like they were clicking before. Mm-hmm. And so eliminating him out of the game plan, perfect, perfect setup by house. And I think that gave the defense confidence as the game progressed. Because like I said, I got a swing play in my notes here that not many people are going to catch. But I think it alludes to some things they worked on during the week in practice. So what is that? Okay, yeah. Let's, let's go right to it. Talk about it. So LSU scores on the busted play to Malik. Is Now we're kicking the ball off to Mizzou in the fourth quarter. It's 258 left in the game. It's 42-39 is the score, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, as a fan, you're like, they're going to score. We just don't know if it's going to be three or seven. Mm-hmm. Luther Burden goes in motion. The whole defense shifts with him, an adjustment from halftime. Mm. They come back the other way and throw a screen to Theo Weiss, and he gets maybe 25, 26 yards, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, oh, shit, here we go. They're about to score in three or four plays. The very next play, they run a comeback inside with the slot with Mookie Cooper. This is the swing play. At the 220 mark, my boy, Zion Alexander, makes the perfect open field tackle, causing it to be two and one. Mm-hmm. Two, the second down, one yard to go. The very next play, Mason Smith gets the bat mm-hmm. down, right? So if Zion doesn't make that tackle, they get a first down, they keep going. But because there's a play caller, and uh, Drinkowitz is, they throw the ball on third and one instead of running it. Mm-hmm. They throw the ball which gets knocked down. And so the very next play after that, Brayden Swenson gets that big strip sack. Huge. And knocks them back to four from 32. And that all hinges back to that first down stop by Zion Alexander Hmm. on that comeback route. Because if he doesn't make that tackle, he doesn't make that tackle against Ole Miss. Mm -mm. They've been working on driving through their tackles. Basically, everybody's doing the ankle biting shit. He had a smooth open field wrap up tackle, got the kid to the ground, and then proceeded the next set of plays that ensued after that. To me, that's one the game. Mm. Hey, can you go back to like the the bracketing of uh Burton in the in the slot? Is that something that you see a lot these days with slot receivers eating yeah. as much as they do in they do it NFL to Malik. and college? And they do it to Malik, and that's why Brian Thomas Jr. leads the nation in touchdowns right now. Mm-hmm. You put them off on the same side, now that safety has to pick. Do mm-hmm. I go back deep? And, see, and you, you don't know what Brian Thomas Jr. is going to run initially. So if you just go back deep, you're going to leave Malik open. If you come up and do what you're told and cover Malik, Brian Thomas Jr. is running around your ass. Your ass. He's pulling <laughs> he that mask off of his face mask in the end zone. <laughs> yes, sir. And, you back on the sideline. Yeah, and the kisses and the mask come down, and that's it. You know, that's all over but the crying. Hey, when yep. he did that kiss to them white people in the end zone, they look so offended. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I purposely watched the fans after he scored. I knew he could do the kiss, and I was yep. like, let me see their reaction. And they look mm-hmm. horrified, though. <laughs> like, yep. I know they I know call him all kinds of. This yep. this asphalt black-ass boy <laughs> looking at Porsche, him. Porsche monkey. <laughs> Moon cricket, what? <laughs> I know they called him <laughs> <laughs> some shit, dog. I know they did. Right, they called him some throwback racist words, boy. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> God Jerry damn. Manda, what? <laughs> hey, so in that second half, like you said, they only gave fourteen points. What? What? Who were some of the guys who stood out in that fourth quarter that that you thought kind of obviously there was big plays, but. Was there any people, any players in particular y'all saw that was kind of like, damn, he's figuring some shit out? Mason Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Mason Smith. Even before he made the, the splash play, yeah. Mason Smith like looks like he getting his legs underneath him. I don't know if he just – if it was just something clicked Pete mentally Jenkins. for him or if it – yeah, or exactly. Uh, but he had a good <laughs> game. He had a good uh, – even if he hadn't made that splash play, I would have still highlighted him as having like a good game because when I, when I went back and watched it, um, you know, because he's just one of them players where, like, you know, his nickname, like Jarvis gave him, is Lotto Ticket. So that makes mm-hmm. you want to watch this kid. I mean, he's number zero on the defensive line. Like, that makes you watch this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always find my, myself watching him. And so I was watching his play, and man, he was like, 
he was like the Mason that we kind of expected him to to, to be, where he wasn't making plays, but uh, he was making disruption. Uh, so yeah, him. You know, one thing to, to piggyback on the Mason Smith thing is you you kind of forget how big he is, and with him mm-hmm. having that lower leg injury, like. I wonder how much longer it takes for him to recover versus, you know, like a, a linebacker or a DB. Because uh, mm-hmm. to your point, he did look like he had more spring. And that, that mm-hmm. was what I wasn't seeing in the mother games. Like, he, he just looked like he was getting stood up and just he yeah, had he no just juice. Went into the wall. Yeah. Yes. Hey, so let me ask y'all this. Did, you, did y'all notice anything? It was going, not viral, but it was something spread amongst the LSU media was that we were lining up so far off of the ball that mm. that was was causing the issue in the defensive line. I remember maybe two, three weeks ago, I was saying Mason Smith was standing straight up out of his stance. And yeah. so I think that was one of the adjustments Pete Jenkins made when he came in was he got them close up on the ball. And then you see more four down linemen looks too. So now you're getting more one-on-one blocks with Mason Smith and Makai. And they were eating. Makai had a good game too. I mean, he, he wanted to show out against his old Mizzou teammates, but he was doing the thing. So I took my cap off to him. I think the person that kind of stood out to me, and I was hoping Whit Weeks would have a great game. But solid game, you know. Solid. Yeah. I mean, it's the usual suspect, man. Harold Perkins was a beast Dog. yesterday. Dog. And he looked like a true – Defensive playmaker in the sense that he was playing linebacker. It wasn't like how he was playing against Ole Miss, where he was just crashing the box every down. Mm-hmm. He had the he had the interception where he the ball skills were elite. He looked like a he looked like the receiver on the play. Receiver catching mm-hmm. that hole, yeah. And then yeah, for him cool. to have, they say he got his finger on that kick that was missed by Mizzou. Allegedly. And then also for him to <laughs> cause the pressure he was causing when he was rushing. Like, you know my favorite play of the game from him? Well, it wasn't the pick. It was the pass breakup where he had – you could tell he was in some sort of zone and he passed a guy off. Yeah. And then from there he read the quarterback and, it, and he took he took off and broke that mm-hmm. play up because, honestly, that would have been a completion because I, I can't remember who the DB was, but he had gotten beat. And that's why uh, Cook made the throw that he made, the decision. Because in his mind, I think he's thinking – there's no fucking way this this linebacker is gonna be able to get to this ball, <laughs> and he's probably right against ninety nine point five percent of linebackers in the country. Is just this kid right. is athletic Still enough perfect. to make that play, man? But I I saw three things from him. Like I saw him read, I saw him make the pass, and I saw him make the break. Like that was that was impressive to me. I was like, damn, he's yeah. playing football yeah. now. He's yeah. not just out there getting the ball, which yeah. which is probably what the coaches have been wanting from him. But you know. To throw him in those high leverage games against, you know, a Jordan Travis, you know, and a Jackson Dart, it, it takes a minute, bro. When you're learning, you can't expect this kid just you to pick react. position up like that against some of the elite yes. minds of college football. I'll also give a a little bit like a a a one B player of mine from the defensive side of the ball, uh, Sage Ryan. You know, he was uh, mm. highly regarded coming out of out of high school, five star. You know, but like he could never one, he could never really find a true position. You know, if he was a corner or safety, a slot corner. Uh, but like he's starting to kind of show flashes of what people expected of him coming out of high school. Uh, and I, I felt like he he made some plays Saturday. Uh, he even made some some plays in the old Miss game as well. That got lost because of how that that game yeah. went. Uh, to show like growth, you know, and, and that's all you want to see from from a young player because because what he's he's a sophomore still like a true sophomore i think he is uh, i think he's I think uh, this is, or is he a junior yeah junior i think okay a true, yeah. a true junior a true junior true junior yeah i'm gonna give him yeah give him his, true his daddy junior. is really yeah. his daddy yeah he's starting to put he's no to he's actually he's classified as a sophomore hmm. okay yeah. he ran shirt then no, I don't, think I don't see no RS next to it, but I think he's just a sophomore. I think last year yeah. was his opening year. No, nah, he's he redshirted because he did play 2021. He did? There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, I know he, he only he didn't oh, play okay. much. He didn't he played very little. Oh, okay. That's probably why he lost. Uh what was I gonna say? Now he did try to strip that one play, yeah. And, uh gave up some extra yards, but I'm gonna <laughs> let it slide. I'm gonna let it slide. That Shemeka told me I need to stop doing that. 
give just give people their flowers and <laughs> leave that criticism to the side. Um, don't pick, don't nitpick at it. Yep, because I do with like, some like boys. A scam. Well, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, um, you know, one thing I thought too was I had the revelation. I think we were texting about you know safety play and all that about getting getting number eight out the game. It was like <laughs> we don't have options, dog. Like mm-hmm. Brooks, prayers up for Greg Brooks. Uh, that's a big fucking piece that we're missing, guys. Like I, I know, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a sad story for sure. Um. Hopefully the young man can fight back and and live his uh, you know fruitful life, but from a football standpoint, he probably was our most experienced player um, on mm-hmm. defense, and you don't have him. And with the communication issues that we're having and the the busted coverages, a guy like that will fix a lot. Not not say it's gonna fix all. Like in twenty twenty three, you're not pitching shutouts. Like it's just not gonna happen. But you can get that 28 points per game that we were talking about more consistently if you have that that quarterback in, in the secondary. So it, it's going to be some growing pains, obviously. It was good to see the adjustments in the second half. Uh, so, Tiger fans, I, I I don't think we're in the clear quite yet. We still got some, some games mm-hmm. to play. But Jay Wright brought up a very good point as well. Uh, we played the two most prolific SEC offenses that we're probably going to face passing-wise. Um just back-to-back weeks. So, from here, not to say that nobody else is going to score on us or put up numbers, but it's not as dynamic that you're going to see coming yeah. down the stretch. So, yeah. I thought that was yeah. a good thing as well. Hey, did I see it right that this was was Missouri's homecoming? Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. Mm. Yep. That's they unfortunate. They scheduled us for homecoming. They retired oh, Jimmy Macklin's jerseys this game, too. Oh, I did like see that. that. I did see that. Lick face ass. Yeah, hey, sure. side note, speaking of that, if y'all gonna retire a man's jersey, make sure y'all get the bricks fixed that's right where uh his name is gonna be at because that looked real, real raggedy, dog. They had them yeah, busted up bricks underneath. <laughs> like, come on, fam, it. at least put it in the spot where the bricks look nice. You ain't got mm-hmm. no masons. <laughs> <laughs> Can't nobody patch that up right quick. Somebody, quick. A, somebody daddy is a contractor. They're like, I can I can mm-hmm. do that for you. I can fix that. Yeah, just give me 200. I got it. Uh, they still ain't, they ain't cash their SEC checks yet. They still, I uh, guess not. We uh, of course, we, in box. we broke the over and we covered the spread. So shout out to LSU yeah. for all the betters. Yeah. Um, shout, shout out to Burns. Everybody was, was was happy that he decided to, to score that and not you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because BK yeah. said they practiced them to, uh, sliding down on that. Mm-hmm. Man, the hell with that. If I get a chance to get pick six, I'm scoring. I don't yeah. care what nobody say. I got to wear a cowboy collar, and you think I ain't going to get it? Shit. <laughs> oh, I'm getting this. I'm getting this off. I'm, I'm about to, and I'm, I'm jumping into the stands. Straight up. Uh, uh, So next week we have Auburn coming up. Um, mm. How you guys feeling about that game? I mean, I know we got to do a preview, but how y'all feeling at, at coming off of this win? Feel good. Man. I feel like the spread's a little big. You know, the spread's like 11, 12 points. I feel like that's a little big. And just our simply favor? because of the – yeah, LSU's like an 11-point favorite. But I feel like just because uh, just because of who the, the opponent is, I think that's a that's a little big, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, like we've talked about in the past. Uh, LSU-Auburn always finds a, a way to be a close so, game. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, just because. What gives me solace is that it's a home game. Yeah. And nobody, nobody on their offense scares me. I mean. I was about to say circles the wagons. Yeah, nobody circles the wagons like the (laughs) Buffalo Bills. Nobody. But sneaking around that chicken coop is old Hospital Hugh in that fucking hospital bed. And he yep. can call some plays. This is another play caller that gives me some trepidation. I just oh, he gonna get oh, something off. He, yeah, gonna, he gonna get, get something. It's gonna be a trick play that nobody has ever seen before. He probably got it from some high school team in Georgia or some shit, and he's gonna run it against us. Because I mean, they gave Georgia a fight, mm-hmm. so you know they still got a lot of pride there. And so, coach, coach gonna come up with some bullshit. And don't be surprised, surprised, Tiger fans, if it's like seventeen ten in the in the at halftime. Oh, for we're sure. only up seven, but or down seven, or down, or down seven. seven. You yeah. never know. But 
Uh, I don't even know if they got Coy on the team anymore, but hopefully he throws another a pick and then we get things rolling. So, mm-hmm. nigga said he's the best receiver on LSU's team a couple years Ooh, ago. Oh, Lord. That, that Malik take was sitting right aging, there. Bro. Right there. Yeah, next right there. I, the team. I just hope, I just hope Peyton Thorne is the quarterback because you know I'm always more a fan of uh of playing against a quarterback who can't threaten you, the stationary uh, quarterback on the, on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. always, I'm always a, like a fan of. Like, I feel like you know that just makes the job of the defense a little bit easier versus. Ask for you know whenever he he gets his plays because he he will get his plays uh, the way Auburn plays their their quarterbacks Ashford has packages so LSU will see him uh, but I just hope it's just very minimal. Yeah, what's scary is if you know say say there's an injury at quarterback and Ashford takes over like in the third quarter or something, and now you got a whole different look that you got to adjust to. So um, uh, I was actually. <laughs> yeah, I was I was looking at um look at the rest of the schedule, guys. As of today, you know these things are fluid. Alabama's our last ranked opponent that we have on the schedule. So, and again, that's as of today, things could change as games go up and down. But uh, mm-hmm. like a and M could obviously get back ranked again. Uh, Florida maybe I doubt it, but maybe. no, no, <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, so just. <laughs> Our schedule was very heavy on the front end with road games and and top ten matchups and all that. And on the on the way down, it's not as strong. So you know we we could easily uh, run some things off these these last uh, the back half of the schedule. So it's encouraging yeah. to see the defense making some improvements at the right time because all we need is Ole Miss to slip up and we do mm-hmm. our business. And next thing you know, we might be back in Atlanta. So. But we're not gonna worry about I all that right was, now. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. No, I was I was saying I, I was actually thinking uh like what like you know how we picked, you know, how the SEC East was gonna finish at SEC West. Like if we were to do that today, like who would I still pick who I oh, picked at the beginning of the year to nah, finish? And I if thought... I didn't pick, mm-hmm. and if I didn't pick who I, who would I pick? And so my answer not... to that was no. And my no, answer what? who I see, no, I wouldn't pick who I picked. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was LSU. And then I was like, okay, well, who would you pick to win the SEC West? And that's Alabama. Because, you know, it's kind of like to, to your, your point, Kels, when you was like, I wish we caught Alabama early on in yep. the year versus late because yep. they start and they're starting to figure shit out, you know? And so they're becoming, you know, that, that team that's going to be really, really tough to beat on the road. Oh, so yeah. Hmm. I still don't see it. I look. I I agree. It's gonna be a tough out. They they. It's a tough out. But I'm actually more worried about Texas A now. I look at position group by position group, and I just think we've been tested on the road so much already that by the time we get to Alabama, I think House is gonna cook up a scheme for Milrow. And it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. The, always ending the season with something more on the line than Texas A&M is mentally an edge that they have. And it's always it always worries me playing them because their defensive line is legit. Yes, they, they, have, they have six sacks against Bama. And, and they deep too, bro. They are deep as fuck. So, yeah. pause. But, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I think – so far, I think we did a good job calling it overall. I mean, you can't you can't take into account injuries and the you know the the football guys making some team hot all of a sudden. But so far, so good in the sense that basically Vanderbilt looking at who shit, we thought they were. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's just shit. Now I would say this though, my fucking Tennessee pick ain't looking good at, at all because Florida <laughs> kicked their shit in, but. That was a bad matchup. That was a bad matchup. I still think they'll finish. I think they'll finish second. I'm putting Georgia back at the top. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, Everything else stands. It's still yeah. early. I mean, you look at the East, there's a lot of teams with one loss, um, and Georgia's kind of sitting there. So I'm just glad Ole Miss has to play Georgia. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was rooting for Arkansas tough this past weekend, but you know, me too. Me out. too. I was woo pig suing up in this bitch. Hey. <laughs> pig suing. Yeah, because I was on, like, shit, Arkansas ain't got no chance. So to catch muffin top by the ass. Come on, Kendrick. So yeah, go ahead and get you a dub in and make some make some noise. But we gonna see, man. Uh, I'm excited. I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna finagle my way into this game. Um, because I might have to. Do something hmm. in Houston, but we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Uh make it happen. I'm for sure gonna go Army, Florida, Georgia State, and for sure AM, but we're gonna make it work. Um, any other parting shots y'all got? Anything y'all need to get off? Not a thing. Hey man. Ran through my notes. That's it. Big win. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we see another receiver as good as the ones we've seen in the past four or five weeks. So I'm I'm cool now. My analysis ain't gonna be as in depth. When it comes because the, the secondary, I had a C plus when the season started, and right now I grade them a C minus. <laughs> right now, y'all C. <laughs> Why? <laughs> to go up to like a, <laughs> it says C minus. <laughs> yeah, I had a C plus to start the season. Then C minus mid mid progress report, mid season okay. progress. Report. Okay, so they're they're tracking. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to put an IEP in for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, you might have to check in with the guidance counselor every two weeks to see where his progress is, man. But, uh, yeah, man. Well, before we go, walk with the other kids during graduation, I'm just gonna yeah. let you know that now. Yeah, before we go, let me give a quick shout out to my boy Cannon. Uh, got his mm. hat trick this past week in a soccer uh, match. Um, uh, more importantly, the fact that he took uh, he took some feedback and actually used it in the game. Um, so I thought that was super impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, me and his coach have been getting on him about not finishing his 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 shots at the end of the uh, when he got on goal. He had a lot of shots on target, but he wasn't putting no mustard behind him. So mm-hmm. I told him if I can't hear that ball across the field, you ain't kicking it hard enough. And damn it, he smoked one past the uh, the goalie so hard that the goalie had to dap him up, man. So <laughs> then I found out they actually used to go to the same summer camp this past summer. So. The respect was was mutual, man. So yeah, that's dope. We on a three game winning streak, man. All them, all them coaches that was all them parents talking shit about our coach. Where you at now? What they gonna say now? Don't look now. <laughs> Don't look now. But shit, man. Uh, we gonna get on up out of here. Uh, that concludes episode ninety nine of King Collar with your boy J Kill and your boy Jay Wright, and we out. And it's like the man, man, if you hating on anybody, you need to stop that. Yeah. I call the tip off the yeah, rip. Yeah, yeah, stop that. Savage life six in the mix. You better cop that. Man, quit hollering and coming quick and go and drop that. Hell yeah. Man, to the bubble. <laughs> <laughs>